0: I strongly believe that you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast. If you're a brand new optimizer, I welcome you and I sincerely hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you are inspired to take action after listening today, Why not tell a friend about this show and help spread the love? And if you're a longtime listener and Optimizer OG, welcome back. Whether you're brand new or you're a seasoned vet, if you have just 10 seconds today, it would mean the world to me if you clicked the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice. Because the more people that subscribe, the more that iTunes and the other platforms can recognize this show. And thus, the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now onto today's show, which to be honest, is going to be a bit of an experiment. As a long-time listener, you already know how much I love to do in-depth interviews on a variety of topics, whether that's allowing everyday people to share their personal and their inspirational journeys, or industry experts and world-renowned authors who share their expertise to help you optimize a specific area of your life. But today, what I want to do instead is give you an insider's glimpse into the world of my Optimizer coaching and mentorship program and what we call the Hot Seat. What you're going to hear today is a recording of an actual live session with an optimizer student where on the hot seat, we tackle various questions, whether that's about career transitions, productivity, workflows, networking, burnout, habit formation, resumes and websites, and any other number of work life challenges that students bring to the table as they navigate their own paths towards success. In the following hot seat session, community member Sam Lavin faces the inevitable decision that is so common in the entertainment industry, especially for freelancers. Which job do I say yes to and which is a no? At some point, we all have to decide between multiple job opportunities. Yes, it's easy to say that this is an enviable problem and wouldn't that be nice, But nonetheless, it's a problem and it needs to be handled with careful consideration. Sometimes advancing your career forwards requires the courage to say no to the obvious opportunity and yes to the better fit that might not be as easy to commit to in the short term, but is better in the long term. Listen in as Sam and I discuss the many factors that go into helping her debate between several upcoming opportunities and where she needs to place her focus and energy the most. If you find these sessions valuable, we're going to be sharing Hot Seat Fridays with you every week that are going to be jam-packed with practical, real-world strategies that you can easily apply to your own lifestyle and career to send you off with an action plan for the next Monday ahead. And if after listening to this, you're wishing that you could schedule your own Hot Seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together today. All right, without further ado, here is today's Hot Seat Friday session with Sam Lavin made possible today by our amazing sponsors, Evercast and Ergo Driven, who are gonna be featured just a bit later in today's episode. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me podcast. So what is your hot seat topic for today? So
1: it's kind of a follow-up of the last one that I had. So <laughs> your fault, once again, Zach, so many good things are happening at the same time that I can't even handle it. So I love it. I, I got a first AD job that is that small movie that I think I told you about. It's mm-hmm. a pretty quick job, 12 day shoot, whatever. They, they want to offer me that position. That's that's that would start in like a week and a half. And a very high up executive who he's just retired, but he's a dear friend of mine. And he's he's like connected beyond all connected, read my pilot script that I wrote during Focus Yourself. And uh, he loved it. And he wants to work with me on notes, just giving you the backstory of all the things. Then I got a call yesterday from uh, American Horror Stories, the follow up to American Horror Story, which I think is the next Ryan Murphy uh, series. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to bring and ask me to interview to first ad that show ridiculous. So I had a first interview. I figured I wouldn't get it. Of course now I'm, they want me to interview with the d- directing producer. I don't even know if I want it because. And then there's Eric, the guy who wouldn't text me back. The one from the directing. He's he's a guy who can hire me to direct, right? So Eric, meanwhile, never texted me back. But he commented on something that I put up on Facebook. So clearly he didn't even he either didn't get the text. And he was in Mammoth, Mm. so where probably he had no reception. So I think, so, okay, so those are the things that are lined up right now. I'm, like, having anxiety because I want to get my writing done. I want to text Eric. I want to do the little movie because it's kind of good connections. And now American Horror Stories, which is obviously a first AD career changer, calls me. And I have an interview with them. So I'm just having trouble prioritizing. Uh, Well, this this is a
0: good problem. This is a really, really good problem to have. But you know what? It's still a problem. Yeah, so let's let's acknowledge that it's still very much a problem because a lot of people uh, might listen to this with no context and say, oh, my God, I killed me in this position. What are you anxious about? But it's still a problem.
1: Yeah. So because we, First of all, I'm not 30. So, you know, I got I'm like if, if I like if I was 35, I would know the answer. I would just take American Horror Stories and I'd be like, it's OK. I can. But I'm like fast tracking it.
0: All right. So one of the things that you said that I think is really important is I'm not even sure if American Horror Stories is right for me. So let's make it very clear that it's okay to say no to this if it's not a good fit. But because it is, like you said, a huge career-changing opportunity, if it were a good fit and you had certain questions answered, does that all of a sudden rise to the top of the list? So let's say you can only choose one. And I'm not saying you have to, but in a hypothetical world, you have these four different things. You have the first AD opportunity on the short. You have developing your pilot script. You have being a first AD on American Horror Stories. And you have potentially furthering this relationship and getting a directing gig on one of the the lower budget projects with Eric. If you have to choose only one and you said no to the other three, which one off the top of your head, you're like, nah, this is probably the the one I I really, really want to focus on.
1: Oh, Eric, the directing.
0: But short term, what are the odds of that coming to fruition and becoming something immediately? Like, let's assume that he reads his text and he responds to you. Given where you are in your relationship now, if you're Eric, how soon is it going to be before he hires you to direct a show?
1: Well, again, he's making me shadow first, which is the complicated part. So Mm -hmm. I just that's the part that's hard to schedule, because the truth is, if I could shadow in the next month, I would do that. But I can't really jump off American Horror Stories to shadow. Mm -hmm. I would. Honestly, I would jump off American Horror Stories if he said, oh, you've now shadowed and I have a movie for you. I'd be like, sorry, guys, I'm out. I would.
0: So it's, it's as, not really, as you should.
1: Yeah, it's not really that. That's actually not so much what's standing in the way, really, because I feel like I might be able to get a shadowing opportunity squeezed in before American Horror Stories, especially if I start not in the first episode but the second block. Um, if I keep bugging Eric, which I think I'm going to, mm-hmm. I think I
0: should. As, the, the as issue. As, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, he. It's not really that. It's it's more of the the writing and and keeping that relationship with Kevin active. And, and and honestly, the small, it's a feature film, the small one that I was going to first AD. It's, it's just for potential connections, really.
0: So it sounds to me that emotionally, if you had to choose one of these, that just isn't going to happen. First AD on the feature film, it's like, nah, it's good connections, but it's, it's, I'm not going to lose a ton of sleep if I have to say no to it.
1: Right. I mean, I feel kind of bad because it's a it's a model that I'm, I'm going to direct a feature in that very similar model. I'm mm-hmm. trying to fundraise for a feature, too, at the same time as all this other stuff. So I'd really like to cultivate a relationship with them, but it's hard for me to be objective, obviously. I'm, that's what I'm struggling with right now.
0: Right. Now looking at the writing, that's your pilot, your idea, your baby. Okay. If you had to choose between a first AD on the feature film for 12 days— or you had to choose the <laughs> developing the pilot, if you had to choose, no matter what one of them, you just throw in the fire and is never going to be an opportunity, which of those two do you choose to focus on and which do you drop?
1: Yeah, the pilot. I dropped a little movie.
0: You would drop the little movie so you can focus on your pilot because that's yeah. yours. That moves you right. closer in the direction that you want to get faster. You want to be your I mean, own writer-director.
1: Yeah, possibly. I mean, it could all go to crap. I mean, he could pitch it. Of
0: course it could. But, but the yeah. the point being that if these go well and lead you where they want to, because guess what? The feature film could be total crap and lead nowhere too. You could That's show true. up and it's a total shit show and it doesn't work at all and they lose That's their true. funding and their actor quits on day seven. Like, So yes, all of these could fall apart, but let's assume they're not. I'm always going to right. assume the best and assume if this really goes well, is this going to lead me where I want to go next? And if the pilot goes extremely well, it's going to move you further faster than if being a first AD on a 12-day feature goes well, correct? Correct. Yes. yes. So if that's the case, we know that if you're going to choose between them and they're both happening at the same time, and timeline is going to be key here, if they're both happening at the same time, and both, you said it was uh, Kevin is the name of the executive? Yeah. So you, so you have Kevin that says, listen, I need you to block out the next three weeks to do nothing but respond to my messages and address my notes. And then you have the director of this feature that says for the next three weeks, you need to be 100% available to be my first AD. It sounds to me like you'd say, Kevin, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Unfortunately, I'm unavailable for the feature.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: All right? So if we're in this world of binary black and white, you're gonna choose the script over the the independent feature.
1: Yes. If it was binary black and white, yes. I mean, okay. And I, it, the, the, the tough part too, is that like, I'm the one setting the deadlines. Like Kevin isn't pressuring me, but I know he's excited right now. And I know you kind of mm-hmm. have to strike when the iron's hot, right? Sure. I don't want him to lose interest.
0: Now that we know that we've eliminated the 12 day feature film again, then there's, there's going to be gray areas, but in this hypothetical world, that's off the list. Okay. So now we have these three things that we want to focus on and let's narrow it down to, I have to be available to Kevin to do notes, or I have to be available to Eric to shadow his next feature film.
1: Uh, Probably Eric, because that's a tangible thing. I mean, if he says shadow, then I'll probably get the film. That's a very good chance that I'll be directing a film with him. And, And Kevin, I can probably put off for that short, that would be a short window of time. So it wouldn't be a big conflict.
0: Now add American horror stories into the mix. This is the wild card, right? Yep. Let's assume that it meets all of your needs. If it's a matter of you have to be available to do notes on your script or to be first AD on American Horror Stories, which one is it?
1: Yeah, that's the that's the one I don't know. That's a tough
0: one. And that's, why don't you know?
1: I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know what the, I haven't been a first AD on a big show, so I don't know. It's almost such a big show that I don't even, I don't even know. If those contacts would even be able to help me at this point because, you know, directing wise, I'm always thinking mm-hmm. in terms of directing. But maybe they could, you know, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, I could probably well the truth, here's the here's the thing. I mean, if 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 they will hire me and put me in the second block, I wouldn't have to start until probably the beginning of April. So I could probably get the notes done. I could mm-hmm. I could knock out that pilot before I just couldn't take the 12 day feature as well.
0: What's the timeline if you were to be on American horror stories?
1: It looks like if I, can, if I can get them to let me do the second block, I could probably start beginning of April and it would go to the end of July.
0: Okay. And is that going to be a good fit for you with everything else that's going on, both financially and all the other goals that you have? Is that a good fit to be unavailable to everything else for that long?
1: Well, I would jump off of it if I got a, if I got the movie. I just would. So that's not a problem the way I look at it. So what else do I have to be available for? Just writing. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess it's just giving up the pot. Making, I would just really need to make sure that I got my writing done in the next four weeks.
0: So and what we've learned- focused, Jim. is Jim, Jim. Yeah, well, and, and it's open for you. It's open for business. So what yeah. we have learned is that where you're truly prioritizing things is you really, really would like to focus on this pilot and these notes unless you get a shadowing opportunity. Yeah. And American Horror Stories is really only going to make sense for your goals- if you can be in the second block. That's right. And are, do they cross block or are they doing one episode at a time and then you would be like every second or third or like what's, what's the yeah, general? Yeah, it'd be role? every
1: other. It would be like two at a time. So one in, first first AD does one and two, next one does three and four like that.
0: Yeah, that seems to be a, a much more common way to shoot nowadays. It wasn't five, 10 years ago, but most shows, shows seem to be doing that now. Cobra Kai does it the same way, um, which is both simplify some things and complicate things a heck of a lot more. Very time. much so.
1: so, yeah, yeah. Assuming
0: that you're able to get the second block and you're working on American Horror Stories the entire summer through the end of July, aside from having a career-changing first AD opportunity, what are you going to learn and what connections do you build and how does working on that show specifically move you more towards being a director?
1: I mean, Ryan Murphy is creating more television than anyone right now, probably, in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the connections that you know, I make on a Ryan Murphy show can't be bad uh, in that regard. You know, they are pulling first into directing To sometimes, you know, and sometimes they never get the opportunity. So it's real. it's like, I don't know, I'm gonna be around tremendously creative individuals. Uh, I'm gonna be standing next to people who are extremely successful television directors, you know, bigger than what I've even been doing. So, I mean, I, if nothing else, I would learn a tremendous amount about directing that sort of TV.
0: My sincerest apologies for the interruption in the middle of this interview. But if you are a content creator or you work in the entertainment industry, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life. Because collaborating with Evercast is that powerful. Here's a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Evercast co-founders Brad Thomas and award-winning editor Roger Barton.
2: Living this lifestyle of a feature film editor has really had an impact on me. So I was really looking for something to push back against all of these lifestyle infringements that are imposed on us, both by schedules and expectations. When you guys demoed Evercast for me that first time, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I've been waiting for for a decade.
0: I also had the same reaction when I first saw Evercast. Two words came to mind, game changer. Our goal, honestly, is to become the Zoom for creatives, whatever it is you're streaming, whether it's editorial, visual effects, pro tools for music composition, live shot cameras. It's consistent audio and video, lip sync always stays in sync. Whether you're in a live session where you're getting that feedback immediately or you can't get it immediately, so you record the session and you can share those clips with people on the production team
2: where there's no room for any confusion. It's like, this is exactly what the director wants. This is exactly what the producer wants. What matters most to me is it makes the entire process more efficient, which then translates to us as creatives who spend way too much time in front of computers. We get to shut it down and we get to go spend time with our friends and family. The biggest complaint, and
0: I'm sure you guys have heard this many, many times, this looks amazing, I just can't afford it. Tesla had to release the Model S before they released the Model 3. So by the end of the year, We are going to be releasing a sub $200 version a month of Evercast for the
2: freelancer and indie creatives. Anyone who is a professional video creator outside of Hollywood. I think what we've learned over the last few months is that this technology can translate to better lives for all of us that give us more flexibility and control while still maintaining the creativity, the creative momentum, and the quality of work.
0: I cannot stress this enough. Evercast is changing the way that we collaborate. If you value your craft, your well-being, and spending quality time with the ones you love, Evercast now makes that possible for you and me. To listen to the full interview and learn about the amazing potential that Evercast has to change the way that you work and live, visit optimizeyourself.me/evercast. Now back to today's interview. It seems to um, me like you're going to be getting a master's degree in directing television if you work in the Ryan Murphy camp.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, it's, it's, also, it's also
0: going to be, I was going to say, it's also going to be a boot camp. And oh, it's going, going to, to be your ass.
1: It's going to, everyone who's ever worked on them is like, oh my God, it's hell. But I feel like I can't at this point in my first AD career, it would be a, a ridiculous game changer in that career. I would never have to worry about seconding
0: again. And based on what you would learn, the connections you would build, and the freedom to never have to take a second A.D. job again is four months of hell worth it. Probably. Is that a sacrifice you're willing to make?
1: Yeah. But can I put one more situation in there? Like, Of course. American Horror Story is probably one of the hardest shows on TV, literally. Right. There may be other opportunities that come up to first A.D. on bigger shows. I've, I've seemed to be getting phone calls. So there's the other thing of like, do I just say... Why am I? Why am I torturing myself? Or do I just take the next thing up because this is what's in front of me and it's a great opportunity? You
0: know what I mean? Like I, 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 I do totally know what you mean, but I wouldn't just say that working in the Ryan Murphy camp is just the next job that comes up because you're right. <laughs> this is it's a resume changer. The conversations that you have and the doors that open and the people you get to talk to will be completely different because you take this job. So it's not just any old first AD job and you're like, well, I could take it and I'll have a first AD credit. But what if these other shows maybe call me? This one's a game changer. There's no question about it. And even I've seen the Ryan Murphy effect where I only worked on one episode of Glee for six weeks. It changed all the meetings that I was able to get. And to this day, when people write bios about me or have them have me on their podcast or do an article, they always mention Glee. And I'm like, I worked on it for six weeks. Like I was barely there. I was I was like a, a house guest. But it's a game changer for the conversations you can have and the meetings that you can get. So I don't want you to immediately think, well, I could get this other stuff because it's a big right, one. Right, right. But there's yeah, a lot so of sacrifice that comes with it.
1: There is a lot of sacrifice. At personally. the same time,
0: here here's one of the both good and bad things about the Ryan Murphy camp. There's a lot of turnaround. Mm-hmm. It's just part of it because it's such a difficult show or difficult shows or difficult environment. So there's a ton of turnaround. So knowing that, it's not gonna be terribly unusual. And again, I don't want you to commit to something and just walk away from it. But if you go into the Ryan Murphy world and all of a sudden you get an offer from Eric to direct a feature, I don't think anybody's gonna fault you for pursuing that. I can't imagine, like people are gonna be like, oh crap, well now we gotta figure this out. But what I'm always thinking is, if I put somebody in that position, are they also thinking, Yeah, but I get it. I'd probably do the same thing. As opposed to how dare you do this? That's the way this industry works. We don't work for one company for 30 years, get a pension and then retire. This isn't working for Ford or General Motors. We all float from project to project. And as long as you handle yourself well and give people a reason to understand why you're making the transition, I don't think you're locking yourself into American Horror Story if a feature comes along as a director. Right. Well, the, the position you don't want to be in is making a lateral move or a step backwards, where basically then it's just an fu because I don't want to work on your show. Right. Right. Yeah. So you, you don't want to take the first AD job on American Horror Stories. And then a month into it, when you're really deep into it and they're counting on you, you get a first AD job on a lower budget show that you'd rather work on. Well, then they are like, well, sure, whatever. Like, yeah. th- then you burn a bridge.
1: No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Right. I of wouldn't course. leave them. Right.
0: But right now, this is the most tangible opportunity that you have and it's a game changing opportunity. So yeah. what I, where I would focus my attention is I would start to learn more about what it's really going to be like working as a first AD in the Ryan Murphy camp. I will be doing yeah. deeper research to find people that have done it. And you're not just some random person that's like, hey, I admire your work and blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen, I'm up for this opportunity. I saw that you've done it. I'd love to connect to learn a little bit more.
1: Oh no, I know three people who've been, I mean, like I know ADs
0: who've worked on it. I can easily pick up the phone and call and find out. So that's where I would be prioritizing your attention right now, more than anything in the world, because that is a low hanging fruit. All you got to do is pick up the phone, ask a few questions. You're probably going to know in less than an hour, is this going to be worth it? Because they might say a few things that just flip your, your, uh, your attention to like, oh man, you mean you got to work with this director and that director, and they kind of let you shadow? Like, holy crap, this is way much more of an opportunity than I thought, or could be the opposite. Oh my God, as a first AD, they treat you like a doormat you can't ask any questions. All you do is get to do your job. They never let first ADs get directing opportunities. Well, then is it worth the misery? Probably not. Right. So you need more information about what opportunities the job has to offer that relate to your goals.
1: Okay. I texted Eric last week, a week and a day ago, Is it too, and he's probably back from Mammoth now. Should I, is it okay for me to text him again and sort of like very lightheartedly be like, hey, not trying to be a pain in the ass, but would love to work with you. I saw that you were on a ski trip.
0: (laughs) Actually, you were were, uh, addressing the thing that I was going to address next, which is that what what you now have is leverage. And you have the leverage of time to reach out to Eric and say essentially what you've already said to him, which is of all the things that I'm interested in right now, pursuing a relationship with you, shadowing and potentially directing is the number one thing on my list. Here's the challenge. I've now got an opportunity to work on American horror stories and it would potentially start this day. So now there's a deadline. So it's not just about, I'd love to shadow at some point. You can just point blank ask the question, do you see any opportunity to discuss shadowing or doing shadowing between now and I think you said the end of April? Or the yeah, end of
1: uh beginning uh beginning of April.
0: Beginning of April. So now we I have, have a to ver- be in March. Yeah. Exactly. So do you have any opportunity for me to shadow sometime in March given that it sounds like I'm most likely going to be taking a first AG, AD job on American Horror Stories in April. Okay. Do you think that him hearing that you're in the running for this show is going to make you less desirable or more desirable to him? Yeah, probably more. Exactly. So now you have leverage. And again, it isn't about blackmail or pressuring him. You just want to let him know what's going on and be honest. This is what's going on. Haven't decided to take the job yet, but I'm interested in it. Working with you is actually more of a priority and is a better fit. But these are the time constraints that I'm under. That's going to give him a little bit more pressure to give you a definitive answer. And he might say, listen, I want you to shadow on all of my movies. I have nothing in production until April 19th. I just can't make it happen. Then you know, well, then I guess maybe this isn't going to be the, the best fit. Or maybe I don't take American Horror Stories because he said he can he has three shadowing opportunities that would be during it. Right. But right now, you don't have anything definitive with Eric. It's just kind of okay. up in the air like, yeah, so yeah. when the time comes someday, this magical land of someday, you need to get more specifics at this point because the train's leaving the station. Yeah. Does he want to jump on the same train or not? Right. It's, it's really that simple. But if you're able to secure the second block in American Horror Stories, now you know that if Kevin really means it, let's do this and let's do it now because I've got a ticking clock and I want to make this happen and I'm excited that you're excited. Here's the schedule that we have. And if he's like, yes, let's go for it, then you know you say no to the 12-day feature.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, that helps tremendously. Thank you.
0: What's the next step for you? What's the next thing you want to do to make this clear?
1: Well, call the ADs about American Horror Story.
0: Yep, that's what I would be doing today. I would be sending Eric a text and I would be talking to first ADs that have done uh, anything in the Ryan Murphy camp. That's going to give you a lot more clarity because if you find out there's no way I'm doing American Horror Stories and you know there's no opportunities with Eric for the next three months, well, now you're only down to two things that you need to worry about. And we already know if you have to choose one, it's working with Kevin now it's Kevin, are you ready to dive all in? Cause I am. And if it's like, nah, I mean, I, I did like it, but I, I didn't actually think you wanted to dive in and do this now. Well, then you take your feature. So you, you have a lot of unknowns, but I think you can get answers to most of them pretty quickly.
1: Right. Okay. But you don't think it's too pushy to text Eric at this point, because I have a No,
0: absolutely not. No, okay. because it's time sensitive. What I don't want is for you to just sit and wait and sit and wait. And then he text you the middle of March two days before American Horror Story, hey, you available for a shadowing opportunity next week? You say, oh man, I wish you texted me two weeks ago, I started American Horror Stories on Monday. Right. Well, why didn't you tell me? Right. So I always wanna be honest and let people know what's going on. And again, it's not blackmail, I'm not being pushy, but you do have some leverage to make this happen sooner rather than later if he's genuinely interested in having you as a part of his team, bigger picture.
1: Right, and if he says, oh, just take what you wanna take, I just have to take that as he's not interested in me shadowing, probably.
0: Either he's not interested or just now isn't the time and he doesn't have the, the attention to give to you. Right. But then you okay. know, I don't want this hanging over your head where you're like, nah, but I haven't heard from Eric yet. I don't know. Maybe it'll come up. That just creates way too much anxiety and uncertainty. Yes, for sure. So we need to eliminate that uncertainty and also eliminate the uncertainty of whether or not American horror stories is even something you're willing to do.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Well, I can take care of that today. I have my is at 5 p.m. So I have all day to figure that out. Perfect
0: timing. <laughs> That's great. Well, best of luck on the interview. But just remember that uh, you don't have to take it. Right. I want, you, I want you to know that this is a good fit. And when you interview, don't be afraid to ask questions that help you better understand if it's the right fit for you. Yeah. Because if it's not the right fit for you, it's also not the right fit for them. And you're not doing them any favors.
1: Right. OK. OK, cool. Thank you.
0: Before closing up today's show, I would love to ask for just a couple additional minutes of your time and attention to introduce you to one of my new favorite products created by my good friend, Kit Perkins, who you may recognize as creator of the TopoMat. Here is a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with ErgoDriven co-founder and CEO, Kit Perkins, talking about his latest product, New Standard Whole Protein. My goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself that's stuck in front of a computer, number one, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. Number two, they've got a glass, of new standard protein next to them so they can just fuel their body, fuel their brain. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world.
2: And even better for your listeners, with code OPTIMIZE, on either a one-time purchase or that first subscribe and save order, 50% off. So if you do that subscribe and save, that's 20% off and 50% off with code OPTIMIZED. That's a fantastic deal.
0: If you're looking for a simple and affordable way to stay energetic, focused, and alleviate the chronic aches and pains that come from living at your computer, I recommend New Standard Whole Protein because it's sourced from high quality ingredients that I trust and it tastes great. To place your first order, visit optimizeyourself.me slash newstandard and use the code OPTIMIZE for 50% off your first order. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hot Seat Fridays. If you find this new format valuable, please reach out and let us know. Just go to optimizeyourself.me contact to leave your honest feedback. And if after listening, you are wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all of the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me podcast. And a special thanks to our sponsors Evercast and ErgoDriven for making today's interview possible. To learn more about how to collaborate remotely without missing a frame and to get your real-time demo of Evercast in action, visit optimizeyourself.me Evercast. And to learn more about ErgoDriven and their brand new product that I am super excited about, New Standard Whole Protein, visit optimizeyourself.me slash New Standard. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.